the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This is the Pro-America Report on The Answer, San Diego. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Ed Martin here on the Pro-America Report. And um, great to be together. So much happening in this uh, country. A lot to cover. Hey, tomorrow we'll talk. I think it's tomorrow we talk with Ronald Kessler, my friend Ronald Kessler. He does have a piece up that I saw, and that's why I emailed him. He's, he's written a piece about marijuana and the connection between marijuana and violence which I think is undercovered, uh, uh, under, uh, util- uh, under, uh, we fail to understand it well, especially when it comes to some of the uh, folks I'll mention in a minute. Um, but uh, we'll see. Hey, in a few minutes, we'll talk with Wayne Allen Root. Wayne Allen Root is crazy. He's crazy in a wonderful way. Uh, Wayne Allen Root is a wild character, meaning he's just, he's a writer. He's a TV guy. He's a, a um, he's a, um, uh, uh, radio guy. He was an early predictor of Trump and Trump's talent and what, uh, Trump is able to do. He was early on that. He's just a very cool guy. He, you know, he cut his teeth. I, I spent some time with him in Las Vegas. Wayne Allen Root cut his teeth, um, actually in, um, uh, in, uh, uh, among other things, being a, um, like a Jimmy the Greek character. Remember Jimmy the Greek, the prognosticator, the 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 uh, guy that picked the NFL games. Uh, Wayne Allen Root did that for a while. That's hard. Part of the reason he ended up out in uh, Las Vegas. Um, so it's a uh, he's a really got an interesting history, uh, and uh, it's really fun a fun guy to talk to. And also uh, we've got a uh, an author, not a first time author. When I first uh, looked at this, I thought that Colonel Mark of Lejos was a first time author. Not true. He is a uh, a guy who has written a number of books. But he's got a new book out called Leading the Way to Victory, A History of the 60th Troop Carrier Troop. And I thought I'd visit with him. Very cool uh, guy and a cool book. We'll talk with him in a few moments. But first, what you need to know, I I want to uh, I hate these um, uh, killings. Obviously, everybody hates the killings. But when there's these horrendous murders uh, that happen, it makes you um, well, it makes you want to. Uh, I want to ignore it because I don't want to give any of these people, uh, these killers, any kind of uh, heroic, um, even remotely, even anti-heroic kind of uh, attention. But in this case, the Nashville Nashville shooting, which was done by a transgender uh, person um, and all sorts of things, it it created and I did a, a TV show earlier today. Uh, with Armstrong Williams and one of the liberals on there talked about the mental health issues of the shooter, which I thought was great in the sense that mental health issues are a big problem. Uh, but I would broaden this and I would say we have far too many broken people in this country and I am not excusing the killer. The killer is herself dead. Uh, like many of these shooters, they end up dead themselves. It's a kind of suicide pact, but if they're not dead, they ought to be held accountable to the nth degree. I mean, I, I don't want I'm not I'm not at all having pity on them. What I am saying is we have among us a lot of broken people and we, you know, meaning we isolate ourselves. We have technology, whether it's social media or just the Internet in general that isolates us. We have people dealing with uh, uh, the crazy oversteps by government in the in the uh, period of time around the covid. There's lots of things that have broken us, but a couple things 
are central. One, we have driven our nation into a secular space dominated by materialism, that you can figure out everything that's happening in your world by materialism and by the religion of secularism. And when it turns out that you can't, that there's something bigger, you're devastated. And so you run around with materialism, meaning you can figure everything out based on your own body and you just do some drugs that will help you and get some pharma that'll help you and do this that'll help you and sexuality that'll help you and change your sex that'll help you. And when you fail, you're driven back to something like the the abyss. And if this started to get really terrible when we took God out of the central place in our world. Because if you believe in God, and if you've been raised in a world that celebrates the notion of creation by a God Almighty, whether it's the God of Judaism or in my, my favorite, Christianity, there is a sense that you are not alone, that you are not devastated, that you are not, not broken, that you are not a failure, but you're created. By the way, it doesn't mean you're a total success and it's all together. It's just you understand it differently. When we took God out of the, the, the schools, when we took God out of our lives, when we allowed the culture to drive us to a materialist, secular world, we lost something. And people are broken. And it's the shooters are the worst examples, and they are the true evil done by them. But there's a lot of, uh, of real emptiness and brokenness around us because God's not present, because the family has been decimated by design. By the design of our laws and by the design of our higher education and by the design of too many communities. What you need to know is we, we, it's not, by the way, it's not just a spiritual crisis. I find that false because that's a false dichotomy too. We are body and soul joined by creation, not soul that we could solve or psyche that we could solve or body that we could solve or some a fragmented thing. We are body and soul created in the image and likeness of God. If we don't celebrate and know that, we end up broken. That's what's happening to us. It's not a spiritual crisis. It's a crisis of creation. It's not a crisis of our bodies and minds. It's not an education crisis. It's a crisis of creation, understanding creation, celebrating creation. And when you watch, finally, people will say, oh, mentally ill, a mentally ill, a shooter. Okay, I'm I'm, I'm for admitting that the transgender woman was uh, having PTSD. Okay, but so are these 26-year-old men that are doing uh, uh, video games and pornography and then marijuana and shooting things up. How did they get there? All these things, all all kinds of sins and and failures existed years ago. They got there because we became secular materialists as a nation. And God help us, literally. All right, that's what you need to know. I got to take a break. We'll we'll come back and we'll uh, visit with uh, Wayne Allen Root and then uh, Dr. Uh, Colonel Vallejos. Be right back. Ed Martin here on the Pro-America Report. Back in a moment. Welcome back. Welcome back. Ed Martin here on the Pro-America Report. My old friend, Wayne Allen Root. You haven't lived 
until you've flown into Las Vegas on a, what day was it? What day was it, Wayne Allen? It was like a, I don't know, Tuesday. Get yeah, into Tuesday. a studio and, and, and record TV with Wayne Allen Root because he's a phenomenon, an author. He's written tons of books. He does radio. He does TV. His newest book is called The Great Patriot, a Bicot, excuse me, Bicot book. Uh, and, uh, but he's a huge, huge character on top of it all. Wayne Allen Root, welcome back to the program. How are you? I'm doing great. You know, they do call me the king of Vegas, so it is an experience. To I, it, is. No <laughs> it is. It is. There's no, there's no doubt about it. I, I, I don't want to tell anyone all the details. It's better that way. I, I did. I told my when I came came home, I went to confession, and uh, three days later, when I walked out, I knew that at least someone knew, and I was forgiven all that. But anyway, hey, Wayne Allen, before we get into your book and what's going on. You were an early describer and predictor. You've had a, a career of predicting uh, in many different fields, but you were an early describer of what Donald Trump was. I'm talking about years and years ago, not even five, seven years ago, 10 years ago. What do you see right now with the field uh, and Donald Trump? You know, I, I've been kind of a magical describer of two yeah. people, of oh, two people, okay. Trump and also before it happened, Barack Obama, who mm. was my college classmate at Columbia University. Wow. And I warned everybody that Columbia was filled when I went there with nothing but radical communists who hated America and wanted to take it down. And I warned everyone. And when Obama won, I said, he's going to spend eight years taking America down. He's a suicide bomber. He's not what you think. He's got a nice smile and a beautiful personality. But there's nothing but evil there. He's a Manchurian candidate and he's looking to destroy us. Well, I think right now at this moment, Obama is president of the United States in his third term. Joe Biden has dementia. He doesn't know where he is. His wife leads him off the stage, leads yeah. him on the stage. They put teleprompter up. This man is gone. He's brain dead. He's a zombie. Obama is the real president of the United States. And I believe he's taking orders from George Soros and Klaus Schwab of the World Economic Forum and Bill Gates and the Chinese Communist Party and Valerie Jarrett and Susan Rice. They're all in, in this evil, poisonous mix together. So I'm very proud, but also it's a tragedy and scared because I believe I was right about Obama. And I know I was right about Trump because he came along and saved us for four years. Then they stole rigged and stole the election from him. We got an illegitimate president. Now we're in big trouble again. And he's the guy to save us again. When you ask me what I think about Trump, I think his luckiest day was when Alvin Bragg, the DA in Manhattan, tried to indict him. <laughs> I, th I think from that moment on, DeSantis no longer mattered. He became completely invisible. Then he gave the wrong answer. The right answer should have been, hey, look, I don't even like Donald Trump. We're not even friends. We're kind of enemies. But you know what? The guy was a great president. He built a great economy. He lives in my state, and I will take the National Guard of Florida and surround Mar-a-Lago, and you will never extradite Donald Trump because yeah. this is a phony witch hunt in a banana republic. So I won't let it happen. Instead, he says, oh, I never had an affair with a porn star. I don't know anything about this. I'm just going to do my own thing and stay away from it. That is the dumbest answer. His, his staff should be fired. Yeah. Worst answer in the history of politics. DeSantis is finished before he starts. Trump will be the nominee this morning. Fox News trumps up by 31 yeah. points and Fox yeah. hates him. Their latest poll <laughs> up 30. Yeah, He'll beat yeah. anyone he has to and he will win the nomination. The question is, Ed, 
Yep. Can we win a general election yeah. when everything is rigged yeah. and, and they've opened the borders, let millions of yep. illegals in or all going to vote Democrat? That's the question. But I say if, uh, the only guy who could ever win a rigged election is Trump. He did it in 16. <laughs> yeah, that's right. But again, that's yeah. my answer. We're talking with Wayne Allen Root, the great Wayne Allen Root, a radio TV star, uh, author uh, and uh, raconteur. I don't even know what that means, but he's that. Uh, <laughs> hey, newest book. Uh, first of all, I want to ask you, this is a part of a series. I like this even better Wayne Allen what you and I've been together we talked about what do you do to give people uh not just hope but something to do right yes. if you tell people it's a it's a it's a mess it's a disaster we're falling into the abyss and you they know hell I, they get depressed and they curl up on their couch with more yes. uh Twinkies this book is called the great patriot boycott book it's given them direction and this series well let me pause first this series the idea is uh books that are giving people empowering them right I think it's so right. important Solutions, right. I, I want to give people hope because even I get depressed, you know, things yeah. are bad and I'm scared for the future of America and my children. I have four kids and, and my beautiful wife and my family. I'm worried too. My business is what happens if banks collapse? You could have 10 million in the bank and you think you're the richest guy in the world. And then tomorrow the banks collapse and your 10 million is gone. They only insure it up to 250 or they tell you, sorry, we've decided we'll insure these banks, but not those banks. And you <laughs> happen to have your money in those banks. Right. Very scary times. But I give hope. I always have. I have a lot of solutions. If we had time, I would tell you there were about five different times in the Trump administration where they didn't know what to do. And I wrote a column and said, here's what you got to do. And then I got it in Trump's hands. And the next day he was announcing it and taking it as his own idea. And, and, <laughs> and he did it. And they were great ideas. So I'm an idea man. You know, right. I'm kind of a Madison Avenue idea man who happens to moonlight as a radio and TV host. So I came up with an idea two years ago, the Great Patriot Protest and Boycott book. These are the 116 worst evil woke companies in America that are using your money as conservatives, Christians, and patriots to destroy everything you believe in and the country you love, America. Now we got to boycott them. And that book was a big hit. It was number one in many categories at Amazon and other places. And, and what it did was over the next two years, most of the companies on my list really got hurt and lost a half or more of their market share. Their CEOs got fired. We taught them a pretty good lesson. Now I'm coming back with the positive flip side. The, I'm more of a positive guy anyway, so I think there's a much more important message in a better book. This is the positive flip side. Buy from the right people. Don't just boycott the bad people. Spend your money with companies run by conservatives, patriots, and Christians. Build a parallel conservative economy. Build a conservative ecosystem where we can literally take the liberals down, live our own lives. No matter what they say or do, we are living our own life and building our own economy. This is a positive message, but the book isn't just a message, Ed. It's the 123 best companies in America to spend your money with. I identify them. We have detailed lists of what products they sell and how you can contact them and how you could buy from them. This book really can build a separate almost a separate country. I say we need a national divorce. This is how you do it without a civil war or one shot being fired. We just keep living our lives and run our own country and our own economy. And don't worry about what the idiots and the communists do who are running the country now, Biden, Obama, the Chinese Communist Party. Just live your own life. This book gives you a chance to do that. Uh, the, we're talking Wayne Allen Root again. His book is the Great Patriot Boycott Book. Uh, you can get anywhere you buy books. Um, two areas, Wayne Allen, I want to ask you about on this. First, uh, can, can you, can we realistically 
like replace an Amazon. And I, you know what I mean by that? It's like yes. a lot of people, the, the convenience of it, it's my daughter's birthday on Tuesday. I'm yes. late. I can go there and bam, I can get her, send her the things she asked me to do. And I, I mean, I want you to encourage me to realize that we have to try and we can yes. do it. So, so I'm not an extreme guy. I'm really not. I'm, I'm a guy who says, do what you can do. Right. right. Don't do the impossible. So my book gives you lots of options. And there are at least, uh, I don't know, three or four companies in my book, like this one called uh, greatpatriotstore.com. And you could buy 500 of the most important household products in the world that normally you might buy in a store or you might buy it on Amazon. And you could buy it from them online. It's delivered to your front door. And they're at, at somewhere between 20 and 40% less cost. And they're made in America less cost than wherever else you'd buy them, including Amazon. So you could actually buy American, buy from conservative patriotic Christians, and you can stop inflation in your own house because every product, every one of those 500 products is made in their manufacturing facility with no middleman. And so you actually save so much money, you beat inflation. Okay. So greatpatriotstore.com is a great example. Uh, Mike Lindell and MyPillow is another great example, another way to buy bedding products, the best ones in the world, and you're paying your money to a Christian, a conservative, a patriot, a guy who loves America and loves Trump. So I give you lots of examples, but you can't do everything. Just If you just cut down on Amazon or right. if you cut out Amazon and cut down on some other companies, you know there are some you may never cut down on. Ed, you know me. I am the world's biggest NFL football fan. And I love betting on NFL football, right? That's yeah. how I enjoy my Sundays. So I've continued to do that, even though the NFL is the most woke, horrible organization. <laughs> you know what right. I've done? I stopped buying for them. I don't buy any products, no uh, no jerseys, no caps, no hats, never a Christmas gift for my kids involving the NFL. They've lost thousands for me, but I still watch the games yeah. and bet on the games, right? I, I don't buy nothing from Amazon, but I buy conservative books from Amazon. I didn't cut them out totally, but right. they sell the most conservative books in america so it, here's what i say to everyone if you could stop buying most things from amazon and make their business go down by 80 percent, but conservative books go up by 300 percent at amazon haven't you just made an incredible statement to amazon and jeff bezos of course you have yeah. so you could still buy my book there but cut down or cut out most everything else yeah. and and if you could buy it from mypatriotstore.com instead of amazon or mike lindell at my pillow then you've done even better so do what you can do don't get extreme or upset if you still have to buy some things from a woke company start directing most of your money to conservative christian patriotic red companies and not the liberal ones. That's the best you can do, and yep. that's good enough as far as I'm concerned. Wayne Allen Roots, our guest again, his book, The Great Patriot Bicot Book, uh, available anywhere you buy books. All right, last line on this. Well, I know you talk about uh, a great divorce. Uh, you talk about this, the separate, separating out. Is that the, is that the sort of, uh, I mean, is that the path then you say, you know what? You can't, you cannot sort out, uh, um, you know, Los Angeles County. You're not going to fix that. Get the hell out, right? You're not right. going to fix San Francisco downtown. Just get out. And, and then is it, is it, uh, county by county? Because uh, you're out there in Nevada and, you know, some of their statewide politicians are pretty darn clueless too and pretty leftist. Right. So is it is it sort of county by county? How do you how do you how do you recommend people think about that? I know it's not an absolute thing. Right. Well, you know that. Uh, what is it? Marjorie Taylor Greene started talking about a national divorce uh, literally yeah. a couple weeks ago, maybe a right. month ago. Right. That was my idea. I've been talking about it for two years now on radio TV that we need a divorce 
because it's clear this isn't my father or grandfather's Democrat Party. These people are insane, radical suicide bombers <laughs> intent right. on destroying our country, intent on destroying Christianity. And how about this one? Intent on converting your kids and mine from a boy to a girl and a girl to a boy. This is the most insane madness I've ever seen in my entire life. And I don't want to live in their country anymore. But yet I love America. So the answer is some sort of a red blue split but i don't know how to do that because i'm not a lawyer ed and i don't know how to achieve it and i don't want a civil war so in the meantime i would just say if you can move from a blue liberal state to a red republican state or conservative state like texas or florida south carolina utah oklahoma missouri kansas there's a lot of them out there and they're good states and you can live a pretty good life and then spend all your money with red Republican conservative companies and don't spend it with blue Democrat companies. Those two things alone almost unofficially will create a national separation or divorce without anyone ever having to fight a war or go through the complication of a real divorce. That That's just my idea. Yeah. Maybe someday soon we're going to need a real divorce. I don't know how to achieve that. I hope it's not a civil war ever again. I really do. I don't want to be the guy who says, gee, let's go in the streets and shoot people i don't want that so but but these people are crazy and they are suicide bombers and as you saw the other day with the transvestite uh your transgender young man woman it killing people at a christian school nobody's really safe anymore even if your kids are in a catholic or christian or jewish school you're not safe nobody's safe there's yeah. a lot of angry, sick, mentally ill, anti-fa, BLM, transgender people out there. And it scares me, you know, what the future is for all of our children and grandchildren. Well, I, I you know, it is funny, uh, Wayne Allen Root, our, our guest and the author, again, the Great Patriot Bicot, uh book available everywhere you get books. You, you do you have this sort of MO, you, you, a little bit, I think you've been told this, you're a little bit like Trump. You, you start out saying something that's so outrageous, you stop to listen and you're like, wait a second, he's not at all. I mean, you're not at <laughs> right. all. You're actually not at all a hardliner yeah i mean again like phyllis schlafly was you may you believe in the constitution as the over i think but after that you know you're going to come back and say look how do we, how are we going to figure out how to get get along with each other within the bounds of what's reasonable so right. uh thank you, you for you, both you, the Ed, let me just say yeah. this you know what yeah. i really am what i really am take all the comic away and all the character stuff away and the vegas yeah. stuff away I, i'm just a, a kid who grew up as a son of a butcher I'm a Jew who took Christ as my savior 32 years ago. I'm a family man who loves his kids more than anything in the world. And I love America. I'm a patriot. That's what I am. Now, am I a character and I try to be funny? (laughs) Do I try to be outrageous? Do I have a lot of personality? Yes. I just love America. I love Jesus Christ. And I love my kids. And I just want to be free. I love capitalism. And I love freedom. That's me. Yeah. All right. Well, your character, too. And anyway, uh, thank you, Wayne Allen Root. We'll put up on social media the book. Good luck with everything. Keep up the great fight and keep uh, shaping the uh, the national uh, dialogue and what's happening, whether we know it or not. I appreciate it. Yes. My website, by the way, Root for America.com. And the book is the great Patriot Bicot book. And thank you for all you do. God bless you, man. Yep. Root for America.com. I will put that up on social media too. Thank you. Thanks Wayne Allen Root. We will, uh, we will follow uh, up uh, after and uh, we'll take a break. Everybody we will be right back. I'll put all that up on social media. There's a lot uh, to uh, what Wayne Allen Root is doing all of his work on radio and TV. We'll be right back. Ed Martin here on the pro America report. Welcome.
Welcome back. Welcome back. Ed Martin here on the Pro-America Report. I have the uh, great pleasure, as uh, many of my listeners know, sir, to uh, welcome authors on. I love to read books. I love to uh, uh, study them. And one of the great privileges that I get them sent to me, this book is called Leading the Way to Victory, A History of the 60th Troop Carrier Group, 1940 to 1945. Retired Colonel Mark Vlahos, the United States Air Force retired, is the author. It's a uh, a, a book from Knox Press, book publisher, uh, imprinted permuted, permuted, permuted press uh they put out a lot of books and so first of all welcome colonel uh to the program how are you hey great ed thanks so much for having me today thrilled to be here well it's nice to have you and i i was getting ready to say oh yeah you know this uh a retired uh, air force man he's going to write a book this is actually your second book tell me about your first uh, book hey ed it's actually my third book oh okay I, well uh, even even more now you're just a plain old author i forget about being an air force man uh so tell me what tell, tell me about the first two books then yeah well uh, my my first book actually was a, a civil war related uh, uh huh. history it was just uh, i self-published it myself and uh that was part of my journey as an author uh as many authors go through a lot of rejections so i ended up self-publishing a book i, I was really interested in civil war history but in 2017, I shifted gears, and I, I went back to my Air Force roots. I was uh, I spent 29 years in C-130 operations, what we call tactical airlift. Uh-huh. Uh, I met many World War II vets at squadron reunions and functions in my career who flew the C-47, which was the granddad of the C-130. So after listening to their stories, and uh, I just realized that I need to tell their stories because these guys are all passing on quickly. Yeah. And their stories need to be told. So that's what motivated me to shift gears to troop carrier history. Right. So the first one was the, the first one a couple of years ago was uh, a history of the 314th troop carrier group. Uh, Men will come. Uh, uh, that one was called. And the one we're talking about today is leading the way to victory history of the 60th troop carrier group. Um, but pause now and explain to we laymen what we mean when we say a carrier group and what sort of what that entails. Sure. Obviously, there's. Because of Band of Brothers and other TV movies, miniseries, you know, yep. most people are familiar with the paratroopers, the airborne guys. Well, guess what? If a, it was the C-47 crews and gliders, most Americans do not realize we had glider pilots in World War II that were assigned to the troop carrier squadrons. These were the C-47 groups that brought these paratroopers to battle into combat behind enemy lines. So it was a very dangerous mission. They didn't have a way to defend themselves against enemy fire. They flew low and slow behind enemy lines to drop paratroopers and the glider pilots released and landed actually behind enemy lines. So it's a story of courage and bravery. Uh, Pretty much people aren't familiar with. Well, and I've been and I've been uh, and I've been trying to um, to uh, I've been trying to popularize the the Jedbergs, you know, and and I know that's your. Well, it was also and they ended up in Asia, too. But the Jedberg, the Jedbergs, some of the Jedbergs ended up in Asia. But the one I'm thinking of is this guy named Singlob, an army guy. General later a general. And he jumped behind French enemy lines. When you when you're just paratrooping back behind, are you coming off of, um, of of these planes? Is that who is that what we're talking about? Yes, sir. The, the C-47s could carry 14 to 18 paratrooper. Gotcha. Troopers was their normal load. Right. Uh, jumpers, static line jumpers. Uh, so they massed in formation to obviously get a lot of people on the ground together as quickly as possible. So that was the mission of the troop carrier groups. But also they flew uh, supplies, ammunition to the Army. They kept the Army fed. They kept the Army mobile. 
And they flew casualties out, medical evacuation flights. The C-47s saved many thousands of lives because bringing casualties from the battlefield back to the first hospitals set up. Uh, we're, t- we're talking again with uh, Colonel Mark Vallejos, retired United States Air Force uh, Colonel, uh, about his book, Leading the Way to Victory, A History of the 60th Troop Carrier Group, 1940-1945. Um, and this in particular, uh, some of the famous uh, drops, Operation Torch uh, around North Africa um, and um, uh, over in uh, getting uh, to the Cis- invasion of Sicily, all these different kinds. of Now, but um, let me pause, Colonel, and, and ask you. Um, in the history of this movement, isn't it strange? I think I'm right. We had about 150 years total of flight, 140 years of flight, whatever the number is. You couldn't, you couldn't get a. Could you get away today with dropping guys in places like this because you can quote unquote see the planes due to uh, satellites and everything else, right? I mean, did we did the window close on on a troop carrier in the same way that was happening for 70 or 80 years? Well, what's interesting is the uh, the Air Force today, and the, the Army still has an airborne division, the 82nd Airborne. Right. The Air Force still has paratroop drop capability. They exercise it regularly. But obviously, the, the threat has changed. So one, you have to have control of the airspace, obviously, through right. uh, b- before you send a formation of uh, these heavy transport aircraft in. Uh, no, the mission is still very much alive today, but uh, there's a lot more va- uh, variables that go into the safety of these ki- types of missions. Uh, Colonel uh, Mark Flejos is our, is our guest, retired United States Air Force. His book is from uh, Knox Press. Um, you can find it anywhere books are sold. Leading the Way to Victory, a History of the 60th uh, Troop Carrier Group. Um, looking at your bio, I noticed that you're a member of all these associations, like a lot of veterans, not a lot, but some Troop Carrier uh, Tactical Airlift Association. Then I noticed the Air Force Historical Foundation, uh, the Spencer Research Team of the National World War II Glider Pilot Committee. This it's a race, isn't it? To, if not record or listen to the histories that, because even if the pilots are, are, are passing and they probably are, are, are I, I think we know every day, but so in a way are the histories, right? You've got to capture them and then you've got to put them together. Is, is this, um, uh, after the greatest generation sort of boomlet, Tom Brokaw and others, is, is this a vibrant, uh, field? Are you finding people are, 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 are receiving these stories and the, and the tales? And, you know, is it, uh, is it succeeding in, in getting the word out? I believe it is. And that uh, term Tom Brokaw coined, uh, the greatest generation, I, I love that term. I use it all the time. Right. Um, the people I meet on the trail, it, it takes me three years to research and put together a book of this size, just like uh, in the one, the previous one. And the, the people I meet along the way, I, I look for family members. Right. Um, people are very much interested in, in World War II. I think especially now it's the 80th anniversary of the invasion of Sicily this fall. I actually was invited to go over this Sicily and speak if I can make it. And, uh, but there's, there's a huge interest, I think, because of miniseries like Band of Brothers right. and uh, the TV programs and things like that. But, but yes, it is a race against time because uh, it takes a lot of time to do something like this and to do it correctly and do it right. But uh, these books are well received. 
again, the, the title of this book is Leading the Way to Victory, History of the 60th Troop Carrier Group, 1940-1945. It is the uh, official history of the 60th uh, Troop Carrier Group. Uh, Colonel Retired Colonel Mark of Lejos is the, is the uh, author. Um, Tell me, I looked at, I looked at, I read my books. So I, I get so many of these. I read the first and last chapter and then I bounce through the middle. And so I, I, I had spent some time in Sicily. So I was interested in that part of it. Um, uh, but what's the most, what's the, what, what's the takeaway for people when you read about these pilots? Um, it, it was dangerous, but, it, it, and so there were many that were shot down and then, and that was a problem, right? But, um, but how would you describe that sort of band of brothers and sisters? I don't know if there were any women at that period flying. Um, but, uh, what would you describe? How would you, how would you describe them? I mean, was this the, these aren't the fighter pilots. It's a, but it's a different kind of crazy in a way. You got to fly this big plane in and be a bigger target, right? I mean, what are the, what are the characteristics of these folks? Oh, it's it, it took a tremendous amount of courage. And yes, the, the crews were very tight. Uh, I will mention the flight nurses. There were females that oh, there flew were. in the okay. back of okay. the C-47s on the medical evacuation missions. They played a huge role, you know, saving men's lives. Yep. But, uh, but you hit the nail on the head to fly a transport aircraft carrying paratroopers or towing a glider behind enemy lines. Right, right. You had to fly <laughs> low, slow. Unafraid and unprotected, unarmored. You know, it was a tough yeah. mission. It, it did. What was the ch- casualty rate? Well, I mean, what, are these things shot down all the time? It, it happened. Uh, sadly, uh, in Sicily, uh, there were many mistakes made, and you know, our huh. U.S. Navy shot down more, more of our own C 47s than the Italians and Germans did, unfortunately, during that invasion. But we learned a lot of lessons. That we uh, that later put to use during Normandy, D Day, and Market Garden, the large. Uh, Airborne missions in Europe that came in 1944, 1945 were were successful because of the lessons learned in blood in Sicily. Um, And the the history goes on. In a funny way, we have all sort of celebrated or recognized um, the uh, World War II, but we don't know the history very well. And we don't know some of the uh, other aspects of Europe. In the book, there's... uh, the, the 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 this unit this carrier group was uh was supporting Tito was over the Balkans I mean we don't even my Americans don't even know what the Balkans are half the time I tell me that story a little bit yeah that was one of the one of the big surprises in my book I believe for most people will be what I call the secret war in the Balkans there's a huge chapter in that uh there was yeah. a secret war we were supporting Tito's partisans in Yugoslavia so these crews were flying thousands of missions at night into Yugoslavia and the, the partisans, they were tying up uh, a, about 20 Nazi divisions. So they were tying up Nazi divisions in Yugoslavia oh, that see. kept them from the Europe, the war in Europe. So it was just another front that was open that people do not know about. Were we flying in uh, troops or were we flying in uh, supplies or both? Mainly supplies. Okay. We evacuated wounded partisans. It was mainly a, a supply mission. But also, one of the huge surprises, we rescued over 500 downed Allied airmen that were shot down on bombers flying in, out of Italy, going oh. to targets into Hungary and, uh, and Poland that were shot down. The partisans helped these men escape. And we actually landed in Yugoslavia behind enemy lines and, and evacuated on secret missions over 500 of these downed American flyers saving them from becoming POWs under Operation Halyard was the name of that operation. 
Wow. Yeah, that's a, that 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 was that that was news to me. I mean, that one was one I, I said to myself, well, I didn't have any idea that was there. So, all right. Well, listen, uh, uh, Colonel Mark of Lejos, we, we've got to go. Thank you for coming on. Leading the way to victory is the book, A History of the 60th Troop Carrier Group, 1940 to 1945. I will tell you, Colonel, that when I went to go again, I told you, I went to Amazon and your first book comes up and it fascinated me too. the one you mentioned, Winfield Scott's vision for the army about uh, the famous uh, uh, union uh uh, effort uh, under Winfield Scott, uh, the, the Anaconda plan. I was fascinated. And I might, if, if you see somebody buy one of those, that may be, uh, that might be mine. And then the other one, your other book is Men Will Come, A History of the 314th Troop Carrier Group, uh, another book from a few years ago. So congratulations on this one, Leading the Way to Victory. Uh, what, what do you got next? Are you working on your next one? I, I sure am. I'm writing an untold story of 26 American glider pilots that flew wow. in the invasion of Sicily. Oh. Uh, le- less than 24 hours to the mission time. Uh, they raised their hand. They didn't even know what they were volunteering. The British were short 26 glider pilots. So 26 Americans raised their hand to go fly on a mission that huh. they didn't even know they were volunteering for. It's, it's an amazing story. Yeah, well, good. Congratulations. Keep us, in, uh, keep us in the loop when that one comes out. We'll have you back on again. So uh, very good. Thank you for your time. I appreciate it. Thank you for your service to our country, too. I should have said uh, combat, a decorated uh, service uh, pilot yourself in the Air Force, uh, retired now, having served in combat and uh, in other, other distinctions. So thank you for the time. I appreciate it. Thank you so much for having me today. Got- yeah, you're you're welcome. You're welcome. Fascinating. I, I that that next one about the glider pilot sounds uh, fascinating too. I will post all that up on on social media and make sure that I put all of his uh, books up there. Uh, again, retired Colonel Mark of Lejos, United States Air Force, and his book is Leading the Way to Victory: A History of the 60th Troop Carrier Group. Fascinating topic. Uh, we will take a break and be right back. It's Ed Martin here on the Pro America Report. We'll be back in a moment. This is the Phyllis Schlafly Report, a daily commentary continuing the conservative pro-family legacy of Phyllis Schlafly. Now the president of Phyllis Schlafly Eagles, Ed Martin. The Smithsonian National Air and Space Museum is considered by many Americans to be among the best museums that our nation's capital has to offer. Generations of students have seen history come to life as they step inside the World War II fighter jets, touch spacecrafts, and so much more. All of this history is funded by a billion-dollar annual subsidy from we the people, the American taxpayers, to the Smithsonian Institute. Yet there's one group of American students who were turned away from this iconic museum for the crime of expressing their pro-life beliefs on the hats they wore. Students and chaperones from Our Lady of the Rosary School in Greenville, South Carolina, were visiting our nation's capital for the annual March for Life this past January when they decided to take full advantage of their trip by also visiting the Air and Space Museum. The beanies they wore to help their group stay together simply said, Rosary Pro-Life. Upon arriving, the museum staff allegedly mocked the students, hurled expletives, and claimed the museum was a neutral zone where political or religious messages were not allowed. The group was then escorted back out onto the street. The staff of the National Air and Space Museum need to walk across the mall to the National Archives because they clearly have a poor understanding of the Bill of Rights. The right of those students to peacefully wear pro-life hats in public settings is guaranteed by the First Amendment to the U.S. Constitution. They cannot be discriminated against for their political or religious beliefs, especially in a federal facility funded by taxpayers. While the right of those taxpayer-funded museum employees to hurl expletives at schoolchildren on the clock is questionable, the free speech right of those students is beyond debate. 
A representative of the museum was quick to walk back this violation when the story picked up national media attention. She admitted that asking visitors to remove hats and clothing is not in keeping with our policy or protocols. Yet her half-hearted attempt to squash the story is not convincing. Those that have the privilege of working at the Smithsonian should know better than anyone that the free speech rights we hold as Americans are sacred. This has been the Phyllis Schlafly Report from Phyllis Schlafly Eagles. On college campuses and social media, in boardrooms and the public square, conservative voices are being silenced. What happened to free speech or to the First Amendment? At phyllisschlafly.com, we're still listening. So let us hear from you at phyllisschlafly.com. Thanks for joining us and come back again next time for the Phyllis Schlafly Report. Welcome back. Ed Martin here on the Pro-America Report. Hey, let's finish up by a, a short, a short uh, expression of optimism. Because earlier today, uh, baseball began. Opening day. Now, I had never been to opening day baseball until the 1990s in St. Louis. And I went for about... But over about a 15-year period, I probably went to 10 opening day ceremonies. And at Bush Stadium, both the old and the new, uh, they have this incredible tradition where the players ride in on in, in trucks and convertibles and beautiful new cars, and they come in to the stadium, and they get dropped off at home plate, and the crowd goes wild. It's fantastic. It's always at 3 o'clock, uh, so it's an afternoon game. Today, uh, earlier today in St. Louis, it was perfect weather, perfect weather, um, uh, 65 degrees, sunny, fantastic. Obviously, I'm not there, uh, but there is optimism. On opening day, your team might just win every game, and they certainly might make the playoffs. So if you love being optimistic, and I do, go to go to opening day because it's a great day. So baseball season's on. Everything's possible. It's going to be a great year. All right. Thank you, as always, to Noah Dingley, our producer, Ryan Hyde, associate producer, and you for listening. I'll be back tomorrow. It's Ed Martin, Pro-America Report. Happy opening day. The Pro-America Report on The Answer, San Diego. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com. <laughs>